0: On this episode of Reliterated, we ask ourselves the question, what if? What if we were a character in one of the world's most beloved stories of all time? What if we had the power to alter the events of the story as we go, just by being the hero's best friend? And what if the only way to keep the story going is to just make the same choices and go along with the ride as it's already played out before? This week, we're technically choosing our own path through Star Wars A New Hope on Reliterated, episode 23. Now, this is podcasting. Welcome to Reliterated, the lowbrow book club of three grown ass men reading the children's books popular in the 1990s but with 2020s hindsight. Fair warning, we use language too mature for kids, analysis too immature for literary scholars, and ignorance too profound to be inoffensive to everyone. And in certain episodes, we use decision-making skills that are suspect and may get you killed. So do as we say, not as we do. You can interact with us and enjoy all kinds of bonus content by searching Reliterated on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, and Facebook. Or you can ask us questions, suggest future episodes, or tell us what we've missed by sending us an email at reliterated at gmail dot com. My name is Andy Juan Kenobi.
1: I'm Harold. Didn't know we were supposed to be making Jedi names, Obi. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Darth Hazard.
0: Ooh, Darth Hazard. That's a good one.
2: That's my name on uh, Disney Plus.
0: <laughs> oh, sweet. Andy Wan-Kedobi, Darth Hazard, and Harold. Hey, I'm uh, probably the only Harold in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> probably. At least the only Harold under 40. Right. Speaking of being under 40, two-thirds of our cast of characters is now under 40, because we've got a birthday boy here today, guys. Mm.
1: Lordy, lordy, look who's
0: 40. <laughs> I oh, do you pushed that boulder to the top of the hill.
2: Now I got to find a needle to ride the rest of it down or something. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> oh, man. As your birthday present, I am not going to sing happy birthday to you.
2: Well, I uh, I know that you actually are a decent singer, so I don't know if that if I should be insulted or if I should be uh, <laughs> happy about that.
1: How about I, I this? Didn't... Either way, we're not singing happy birthday.
2: Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> that takes up way too much time.
0: <laughs> Most people don't appreciate that s- song being sung to them, I feel.
2: What you should do is find a ridiculous uh, birthday song and just insert it into the episode. And that way, it'll be fine.
0: All right. Well, here's Josh's ridiculous birthday song. It's your birthday Josh! Boys. Oh, wait, with are so Sam's house with your closest mates. It's your birthday today, Josh! I hope you liked it <laughs> <laughs> Through the magic of editing You have enjoyed it I'm yes. sure very thoroughly
2: Excellent, thank you Thank you so much And uh, thank you kind listeners For uh, for being here for my 40th birthday Instead of being out celebrating I am recording a podcast with my friends Because that's what I like doing
1: So This is how we celebrate It's a lot better than partying
2: This is my gift to you
0: Plus I'm 40. <laughs> How
2: long am I going to party for like an hour till I get tired and have to take a nap? Something like that.
0: Right. What are you going to do? Probably break a hip. Oh, I know. It's the worst. <sighs> well, old man Darth Hazard, uh we have reached another fifth episode of the chapter, well not fifth episode, but fifth, fifth book. book of the chapter, yeah. And every fifth book is a choose your own adventure book and now it is my turn to uh to choose our own, choose your own adventure. And I have selected Choose Your Own Star Wars Adventure, A New Hope, written by Christopher Golden. He wrote Choose Your Own Adventure style books for each one of the uh, original trilogy. Um, this one was published in 98. I'm not sure when the other two were, but uh, yeah, Christopher Golden has written a, a whole bunch of of books, actually. And a lot of, like... Uh, tie-in novels to uh to big names like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Hellboy, um let's see here. He's written Battlestar Galactica stuff, Justice League, X-Men. So yeah, this guy has been trusted with some pretty big time properties. Sounds like.
2: But seems like he's not very creative himself.
0: I think that whatever happens
1: during this episode, when we choose our own adventure, whatever happens is from there forward Star Wars canon to us and all of our listeners.
0: (laughs) I don't know if we (laughs) want to go that far. (laughs) I've seen parts of this book and you haven't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to go there.
0: (laughs) Well, with that being said, let's jump into the adventure. Why don't we?
2: I'm excited.
0: Let's do it. Let's
2: go to a galaxy far, far away.
0: All right. My question for Harold is, do you have your slide whistle? Not on me, but if you (laughs) give me a moment with the magic of editing, I can have it on me. With the magic of editing, you can come back and tell me yes.
1: Yes. Hold on.
0: (laughs) See, now Josh and I can talk about Harold behind his back.
2: And he won't know until the episode airs that that we even talked about him.
0: Yeah, he doesn't know that we know about his second head that uh lives underneath his shirt.
2: Oh, I was just trying to think of a very embarrassing story that I remember from our times together. <laughs> I mean, there was that time that he and Justin uh decided to fight as as friends and <laughs> it was just a hilarious <laughs> drunken brawl until I think Justin ended up just like laying on him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: must have been fun was he wearing a spider-man suit Uh,
2: there's a good chance
0: (laughs) i was not
1: i don't even remember this story (laughs) oh
0: harold oh hi
2: harold (laughs) hi glad you're back
0: (laughs) all right do you have your sweat your swide whistle now
1: (laughs) i'm making all my decisions with slide whistle sounds tonight so you have to discern
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. But anyway, um, so basically the premise of this book is it is inserting the reader uh, into the story of A New Hope as Luke Skywalker's best friend. And I will give you one warning. The first decision can end the story.
2: Wow. So he's not only (laughs) uncreative, he's bad at writing these books. He's
0: bad at (laughs) writing Choose Your Own Adventures. Yes. And like. I know you feel strongly about the Empire, Josh, but well, basically if you, <laughs> if, you take, if you help the Empire win, that's the end of the story, and <laughs> we don't get to continue. It
1: doesn't sound like we're choosing it,
0: our own adventure yeah, at all. It doesn't
2: seem like we're choosing much of anything other than uh, not being loyal <laughs> to the Empire. Right. So the book wants us to be terrorists. Got it.
0: Rebels Uh, Space guerrilla combatants
2: Depends on which lens you're looking through
1: Yeah, if you're looking through the Nazi lens, then the Empire's correct, you're right Yeah, right
0: (laughs) I was more so the the
1: terrorist versus a rebel
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure the Allied forces look like a bunch of rebels and terrorists to the Nazis Yep But anyways, let's begin this story Warning! Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. These pages contain many different adventures that you may have as Luke Skywalker's best friend. From time to time as you read along, you will be asked to make a choice. What you decide may mean the difference between a victorious rebel army and a long reign of imperial terror under the Emperor and his minion, Darth Vader. The adventures you have are the results of your choices. You are responsible because you choose. After you make a decision, follow the instructions to find out what happens to you next. Think carefully before you act. The Force is in you, and you may harness your power for the good of the Rebel Alliance, or you may be seduced by the dark side. It will not always be easy to see the difference between good and evil. You may be forced to sacrifice yourself or your friends for a greater goal. Your life, and indeed the future of the galaxy, depend on the choices you make. Good luck. All right. Well, I'm not one to
1: be seduced, so... (laughs)
0: Me either, (laughs) goddammit. Somebody seduce me, please. (laughs) Anyways, page one. You live on your parents' moisture farm on the planet Tatooine, a dust ball covered with wind-driven sands and rolling dunes. You hear the exciting stories of the Empire and the Rebellion, and you dream that soon you'll get off Tatooine. As your best friend, Luke Skywalker, often says, If there's a bright center to the universe, Tatooine is the planet farthest from it. Luke also wants to get off Tatooine to do what so many of your friends have done, attend the Imperial Space Academy and become a pilot. Late one night, you're lying in bed thinking about becoming a fighter pilot, though you know you should be thinking about the Imperial Navy. Your thoughts are more and more of the rebels. There's something cool about the rebels, and everyone knows that the Emperor is evil. Suddenly, you hear a whisper outside your window. Hey, it's Luke. He lives with his Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru who have their own moisture farm not far away. Hi, Luke, you answer quietly. What brings you here this late? If your uncle finds out you left the farm, he'll be pretty mad. And I'll be in bigger trouble if I don't get our new droid back. Luke mutters. What do you mean? You ask. What happened with the new droid? And which one? That gold protocol droid, C-3PO? No, the little R2 unit, Luke explains. It was the strangest thing. Uncle Owen had me clean them up, and I triggered a holo recording. The little droid just kept repeating part of the holovid over and over. What was it? You ask. Who was it is more like it? Luke answers. This girl. The prettiest girl I've ever seen. With a message for someone named Obi-Wan Kenobi. I couldn't get the whole message to play. Did you try taking off the restraining bolt, you ask? Sometimes those bolts can botch other droid functions. I did that, but that made the droid even more excited. And then the message disappeared completely, Luke says. Turn to page chat 25. I'm going to be in so much trouble, Luke continues. After dinner, I went to check on them and R2 had run away. Run away? You ask in surprise. How far can an R2 unit get on the sand? Far enough, obviously, Luke replies, frustrated. So do you think this Obi-Wan is related to that crazy old hermit, Ben Kenobi? You ask. Luke shrugs. I asked Uncle Owen about him. He said that Obi-Wan Kenobi lived around here a long time ago, but he's dead now. Anyway, listen, I came over here to ask if you'd come with me tomorrow. I'm taking C-3PO to look for R2, and I could use an extra pair of eyes. If you agree to go with Luke, keep reading. Sure, buddy. You say all you have to do is ask.
1: <laughs> he doesn't let us make the other decision. <laughs> nope.
0: I added. I added that. No, was, that was just that was all me. Oh, okay. <laughs> because there, there's no decision for a few pages here. Okay. <laughs> The next morning, you meet Luke bright and early. You'll probably get in trouble for missing breakfast, but Luke needs help, and he's going to get in much bigger trouble if he doesn't bring R2-D2 back to the farm. Meet Luke on page 48. (laughs) You set off across the desert in Luke's land speeder with C-3PO at the controls. You and Luke search the horizon with handheld scanners, trying to find some trace of R2. I can't believe you're letting a droid pilot your speeder, you say. C-3PO seems upset. I'll have you know that piloting ground effect vehicles like Master Luke's Landspeeder is one of the secondary functions for which I have been programmed, he sniffs.
2: Holy shit, that was awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. In addition, it leaves Master Luke free to scan for some sign of R2. You look over and see that Luke is smiling. I forgot to mention that C3PO is a bit sensitive, he says. The landspeeder whips over the wasteland, just a few feet above the sand. For nearly an hour, you don't see anything. No sign of the tiding scavengers called Jawas who sold the droids to Luke's uncle, or even of the sand people called Tusken Raiders, who savagely attack, rob, and sometimes even kill anyone coming into their territory. There's nothing here, you say, hoping Luke will turn around soon. You've been gone too long, and your parents are likely to be pretty angry. I think Christopher Golden's really in love with his writing.
1: <laughs> it <laughs> sounds for- like forgot- it
0: for sure. <laughs> he forgot the whole point of writing a choose your Own adventure book. Right. <laughs> there, Luke shouts. You look up to see R2 trundling along the hard-packed desert sand. When you catch up with the droid, Luke is in a rush to take it back to the farm. But R2 beeps and whistles, and C-3PO translates. Apparently, he needs to see Obi-Wan Kenobi. As Luke tries to turn the little droid around, R2's whistles suddenly get louder and frantic. What's that he's saying, C-3PO? you ask. Oh dear, C-3PO says fearfully. R2 says there are several creatures of an unknown type approaching from the southeast. Sand people, Luke cries. Let's take a look. We're doomed, C-3PO wails. Shouldn't we find somewhere to hide instead? Luke agrees with C-3PO, and you help him hide the two droids behind some rocky outcroppings. You and Luke climb to the top of a small hill, with scanners... You search for signs of the sand people. You see a pair of banthas, the huge hairy creatures they ride, but no sand people. Continue your search on page 107. Then you hear screams as a Tuscan raider jumps up right in front of you. You shout in alarm and dive out of the way as it attacks you with a club. Luke also jumps clear, but now there are more of them. And you realize they could easily kill you both. You see a hole in their swarm. For a moment, you wonder if you should run. If you run, turn to page 14. If you stay and fight, turn to page 69.
1: I mean, we should go with page 69 just because it's 69. Hell yeah,
2: 69. Plus, you want to fight?
1: Yeah, right. Plus, I think that if we run through the Tuscan Raiders,
0: they're just going to beat us to death. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens if you run. <laughs> <laughs> so 69.
2: <laughs> we made the correct choice. Oh, That's right.
0: right. All right. From here on out, I don't know anything. You decide to stay and fight. Even though you know your situation is hopeless, you can't abandon your best friend. Both of you are knocked down. And you can hear Luke grunt in pain as one of the Tuscan Raiders clubs you in the shoulder and then on the head. As you're about to black out, you hear a horrible roar like the hunting cry of a crate dragon. The noise scares the sand people away. And just in time, another few blows and you and Luke might have been killed. You sit up groggy, and stare at the hooded figure coming toward you. The figure pulls back its hood. You recognize the bearded, white-haired old man immediately. Ben Kenobi, you cry. And hello to you too, Ben replies. Is that Luke Skywalker with you? You shake Luke back to consciousness. He is just as surprised to see Ben as you are. We sure are lucky you came along, you tell Ben. The Jundland Wastes are not to be traveled lightly, Ben says. What brings you two out this far? Before you answer, turn to page 83. R2 beeps and whistles from his hiding place, then rolls across the hard-packed sand toward old Ben. This little droid here, Luke says, pointing to R2. I think he's searching for his former master. I've never seen such loyalty in a droid. There's no stopping him. He claims to have been the property of someone named Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is that a relative of yours? Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ben exclaims. Why, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Then you know him, you ask. Know him? I should think so. He's me, Ben says happily. Then R2 belongs to you, Luke asks Ben. I don't seem to recall ever owning a droid, Ben replies. But we really ought to get inside before the sand people come back. They're easily frightened, but they won't stay away for long. Go with Ben to page 30. Aren't you glad you have no choice? (laughs) Yeah, this choose your own adventure is way easy. (laughs) Ben leads you to his small home. It's simple, but shelter and basic comfort are all I require, he explains. Ben walks into a corner. No, he walks to a corner. He doesn't walk into a corner. That would hurt. Where he opens a small wooden chest and retrieves a metal cylinder that looks like a handle with buttons. I was once a Jedi Knight, Ben says. <laughs> He's just reminiscing for reminiscence's sakes. <clears throat> You're a Jedi? You and Luke exclaim together. Yes, Ben continues. A long time ago when the Jedi were the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy, I served alongside your father, Luke. My father wasn't a Jedi, Luke says. He was a navigator on a spice freighter. That's what your Uncle Owen wants you to think, Ben explains. The life of a Jedi is dangerous, and your uncle doesn't want that for you. But your father was a cunning warrior and the best star pilot in the galaxy. He would have wanted you to have this. Ben hands the cylinder to Luke. Luke presses a button, and a long beam of light flashes, extending out about a meter. It's a lightsaber, the weapon of a Jedi, Ben says. Continue your lesson on page 13. Ben then explains about the Force, the energy field that connects all living things and from which Jedi Knights get their power. But the Force, he explains, has a dark side, to which some Jedi, like his former student Darth Vader, have fallen prey. Suddenly, R2 begins to beep urgently. Go on, R2, you say. Show us this urgent message. General Kenobi, begins a holograph of a beautiful girl. Years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now we beg you to help us in our struggle against the Empire. I have placed information vital to the security of the Rebellion into the memory system of this R2 unit. You must see this droid safely to my father on Alderaan. Please help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Who is she? Luke asks, and you can see that he is intrigued by the girl. She is Princess Leia Organa of the Royal House of the Planet Alderaan, Ben explains. Officially, she is an Imperial Senator, but secretly, she is a leader of the Rebel Alliance. A princess? Very impressive. Turn to page 91. Now then, Luke. Ben continues. You and your young friend must learn the ways of the Force if you to accompany me to Alderaan. Both of you stare at Ben in shock. You have responsibilities to your family, and Luke's uncle Owen would be pretty angry if Luke just up and left the planet. On the other hand, you say to Luke, "I've been looking for some adventure, and my parents have plenty of help on the farm. I'll bet they'd be proud of me for helping the rebellion." Good for you, Luke says. But not me. I'd like to help you, Ben, but I've been gone so long already. I'll be in big trouble when I get home. I can take you both as far as Anchorhead, and you can get transport to Mos Eisley spaceport from there. Together, you, Luke, Ben, and the droids leave Ben's home and climb into the landspeeder for the trip to Anchorhead. Speed along to page four. Suddenly, you spot smoke on the horizon. Luke pilots the landspeeder in that direction. It's a huge Jawa sandcrawler, and it's on fire. It has been attacked, and all the Jawas have been killed. At first, it seems as though the Sand People have done it, but on investigation, you discover clues that point to the Imperial soldiers Ben are called Stormtroopers. The Stormtroopers probably destroyed the Sandcrawler because they were looking for R2 and C-3PO. You sense great danger. Oh no! Luke exclaims. They must know by now the Jawas sold the droids to Uncle Owen, and that would lead them back... Luke turns and runs to the landspeeder. You have only a moment to decide whether to go with him or stay with Ben and the droids. If you go with Luke, turn to page six. If you stay with Ben, turn to page 26.
1: I mean, like, it'd probably be more interesting to stay with Ben, but I worry that we're not going to, because I mean, I would think Ben is going to end up with Luke again
0: anyways, right?
1: That's what I'm guessing.
0: Let's go with Ben because we didn't see what he did. Let's let's hang out with Ben. (laughs) All right, let's stay with Ben. Turn to page 26. You realize that getting R2 to Alderaan is the top priority. You stay with Ben as Luke jumps in the landspeeder and rushes back to the farm alone. While he is gone, you help Ben make a funeral fire for the Jawas. When Luke returns, he is filled with rage and terrible grief. The stormtroopers have destroyed the farm and killed his aunt and uncle. There was nothing you could have done, Luke, you say. Indeed, Ben agrees. That was my line in the
1: movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you had been there, you would have been killed as well, and the droids would now be in the hands of the Empire. I want to come with you to Alderan, Luke says, to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. You're interested too. Turn to page 114. We'll probably just skipped a page or two of story. <laughs> Let Luke go off there and come back. You've never been to Mos Eisley Spaceport before. It has the reputation of being a hangout for the worst criminals in the galaxy, but you all know it's the only place to find a pilot with a ship to take you from Tatooine to Alderaan. Once you arrive, Ben guides everyone to a local cantina, then disappears into the crowd. You sit and have a drink of water with Luke. Soon, Ben joins you at the bar and introduces you to a huge furry Wookiee. Chewbacca's the first mate and co-pilot on a ship that should suit our needs. His captain is over at that table, a man named Han Solo. We'll see if we can buy our passage to Alderaan, Ben explains. Follow Chewbacca to page 92. <clears throat> Chewbacca leads you across the bar to a rugged-looking man sitting alone. He wears high black boots, a black vest, and a blaster on his hip. Can I help you, gents? The man asks. Captain Solo, I presume? Ben says. We hear you've got a fast ship, you say. I've outrun Imperial starships. If you're worried about speed, Han Solo replies, the Falcon's fastener for you, kid. Ben and Han talk money, and the deal is done. You've got a ship to take you to Alderaan, but suddenly, you find yourself thinking more about the farm and your family. You know your parents will be proud of you when they hear of your adventure, but you're going to miss them, and you didn't even have a chance to say goodbye. If you make your way back home, turn to page seven. If you go with the others, turn to page 85.
2: Fuck your family. It's giving you it out.
0: <laughs> I feel like if we go back home, we're going to lose out. On the
1: mission.
2: Fuck you, Mom and Dad. I don't need
1: you. (laughs) We're going with these guys.
2: Plus, this story glosses over some of my (coughs) favorite characters. The, you'll be dead, guy is not not mentioned. Greedo and the shot, not mentioned whatsoever. (laughs) He's like, I'm not going to stay away (laughs) from that controversy.
0: All right, are you going to make your way back home, or are you going to go with the others?
2: No, fuck that. We're going to go with the
0: others. (laughs) Okay. 85. You may never have another chance to do something so important. If getting the droids to Alderaan will help the rebellion against the Empire, you've got to go. The rebellion must come first. So you're coming? Luke says, hopefully.
2: Reasoning. Wouldn't
0: miss it, you reply. After all, if I don't come along, who will keep you out of trouble? You laugh together, and you know for certain that you've made the right decision. And you are the best of friends. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: See, that was my thing. Like, I thought we were Han Solo until we ran into him because supposed to be Luke's best friend.
2: Have you never watched the Star Wars movies? They're not best friends. They are. They are
0: best friends. They say they're best friends.
1: No, they don't. Yes, they do. They say it multiple times. (laughs)
0: Like, Han is Luke's best friend, but Luke isn't Han's best friend. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but okay, I can see that. (laughs) <laughs> then I feel bad for us, because we think Luke's our best friend. But I he's... mean, Han's
0: best friend is Chewy, right? No, Chewie's his pet.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure every Wookiee would want to destroy you right now, just for saying that.
1: Sentience <laughs> doesn't give you the right to be a See? person.
0: <laughs> if Chewbacca was Han Solo's pet, you'd have a Karen trying to break the glass on the Millennium Falcon every time he leaves him alone in the ship. That is True. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's probably right.
0: <laughs> Although he didn't leave him on the Falcon and Tatooine, like where it's hot. And it's, it's probably boiling inside that ship. Anyways, <laughs> uh, right decision. After selling the landspeeder, you go with Luke, Ben and the droids to the docking bay where the Falcon is waiting. After all, Han's bragging. I can't wait to see this great starship of his. You tell Luke as you enter the hangar. Inside, however, the Falcon turns out to be less impressive than you imagined. In fact, it looks like a junk heap. That's it? Luke cries. That's the starship we paid an arm and a leg for transport on? What a piece of junk! Chewbacca roars his disapproval about Luke's comments, but you have to agree with him. What a wreck, you say. Turn to page 44. Chewbacca tears your limbs off and you bleed out at the end. No.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like this should have given us a choice to
0: disagree with Luke there. Right? There should be way more choices in this book. There, there
1: should be way more choices. It feels like a linear telling of the, the Star Wars A New
0: Hope right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, kids, Han snarls angrily. She may not look like much, but she'll make 0.5 past light speed and she can outrun any Imperial ship. Plus, she's armed to the teeth. You'd better watch it. Chewie and I are kind of sensitive about people making fun of our ship. I'm sure it happens a lot, you mumble. Han glares at you. Moments later, you board the ship. Han, who is doing a last-minute check on the ship's exterior, is the only one not on board when the blaster fire starts. Han, you cry, as you and Luke rush to the ramp to help him in. Chewbacca roars, and Ben translates, telling you to keep your seats, that Captain Solo will be along in a moment. Oh my, C-3PO says worriedly behind you. I hope we'll be all right. R2 beeps and whistles. Well, yes, of course I realize that Captain Solo is in jeopardy also, but I- Oh, never mind, you insufferable rust bucket. 3PO huffs. Rush to page 39. Han dashes up the ramp and closes it behind him. Then he runs to the cockpit and drops into the pilot seat. Imperial troops, I'd imagine, Ben says, as calmly as if you weren't in any danger at all. Yeah, somebody doesn't want us taking off without clearance. Han replies gruffly. They're in for a rude awakening. To your surprise, the Falcon performs as well as Han bragged. Seconds later, the ship roars up into the sky over Tatooine, and then into the atmosphere of the planet, dodging fire from the ground. In space, you discover two giant vessels several thousand times larger than Han Solo's little freighter. Imperial cruisers! Han shouts. You guys are even more popular with the Empire than I thought! To know us is to love us, you joke. But Han isn't in the mood for laughing, and neither is anybody else. The cruisers give chase. Try to elude them on page 11. <laughs> they want our hides and bad, Han says grimly. Why don't you outrun them? Luke asks. I thought you said the ship was fast. Watch your mouth, kid, or you're going to find yourself floating home, Han warns. Chewie, the navigation computer is set. Hit the hyperdrive. Chewbacca does as he's told, and the Falcon lurches forward. Space bends around the ship stars whip by faster than the eye can see and then you are in hyperspace traveling so fast that the huge imperial cruisers will never catch you later as you travel through hyperspace toward alderaan a trip that will take some time r2 and 3po play hollow games han takes the opportunity to make some minor repairs to damage sustained during your escape from tatooine which leaves you and luke to press ben with more questions about the force and being a jedi knight question ben on page 50. i want to know more about the force ben Luke says, does it control your actions? Partially, Ben tells him, but it also obeys your commands. Mastery of the Force demands calm and patience. I'm going to teach you both how to sense the power that exists in all things, that binds us and connects us to the universe and to each other. And so Ben begins to teach you and Luke how to feel the Force, to use it as an extension of your senses. You train quite a bit, using Luke's lightsaber to deflect energy bolts shot at you from a small hovering ball. You have some success in your training and can block some of the shots, but Luke surges ahead immediately. Obviously, he has far more natural talent as a Jedi than you do.
2: Or midichlorians.
0: (laughs) It's the midichlorians. You got, like, no midichlorians. Suddenly, Ben cries out in pain and holds a hand to his head. You and Luke reach out to steady him. What is it, Ben? You ask. I felt a great disturbance in the Force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were quickly silenced. I fear that something terrible has happened. What could it be? Turn to page 54. Strap yourselves in, folks, Han calls from the front of the ship. We're going to be dropping out of hyperspace in a minute. We're coming up on Alderaan. A moment later, the ship lurches. What the? Chewie, increase power to deflector shields, Han shouts. What is it, you ask? We've dropped out of hyperspace right in the middle of some kind of meteor shower, Han replies. There shouldn't be anything like that near Alderaan, Ben says anxiously. Chewbacca roars his agreement. Well, our position is correct, Han snaps. But Alderaan is gone. Did you hear Han correctly? Turn to page 66. What do you mean, gone? Luke asks. Where is it? That's what I'm trying to tell you, kid, Han says. Alderaan's been totally blown away. It ain't there. Destroyed by the Empire, Ben whispers. I should have realized when I felt that disturbance earlier. An entire Starfleet couldn't destroy a whole planet, Han says. It'd take a thousand ships with more firepower than I've ever- Han is interrupted by a beeping on the console. The Millennium Falcon is passed by an Imperial TIE fighter. Everyone is confused. It's a short-range ship, and there are no planets close enough for it to have been launched from. Catch it before it can report in about our location, you say. It's headed for that small moon, Luke points. You see the moon in the distance. His voice filled with dread. Ben says, That's no moon. That's a space station. No way! Find out more on page 75.
2: This is a very choosy, Andy.
0: This was good in theory. <laughs> this is a choose your own adventure in theory. This is, uh, we're I mean, gonna
2: choose your adventure for you. Otherwise, uh, yeah, you're gonna die.
1: I think we should vote to ban books that have already
0: told stories.
2: <laughs> I concur.
0: I third. <laughs> like, if you just run away from the plot, the story's over.
1: Right, and yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like if we have something, like, the one choice we could make that was opposite, you know,
0: we didn't get to see Luke's reaction.
1: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> to the burned up bodies, basically, is what we missed. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, there was another choice where we could have gone home to say goodbye to our family, and I don't know. They I probably would have ended there, there because you just would have went home to your ended. family. and They would have said, we have to leave. Too bad. See you later. I don't know. We'll have to look look in on it later. What? Han barks. You're even crazier than I thought, old man. Look at the size of that thing. It's way too big to be a space. Chewbacca growls in distress. Han stares out of the cockpit. I have a very bad feeling about this, Luke says. ''Han!'' you say. ''Ben's right, turn the ship around!'' ''Yeah, good idea,'' Han grumbles. But Han can't turn the ship around. The huge space station has the Falcon and a tractor beam too powerful to break. Han is forced to shut the power down and wait to be pulled aboard the station. ''They're not going to get me without a fight,'' Han declares. ''You can't win,'' Ben sadly announces. ''But there are alternatives to fighting.'' Chewie snaps his harness and stands up, growling something to Han. "'You're right, Chewie,' Han says. "'It's our only chance. "'Come on, people, get moving,' he continues. "'We don't want anybody finding us "'when the Imperials come aboard the ship. "'Hurry to page 18.' "'Han reveals the special hidden compartments "'in the floor of the starship "'that are usually used for smuggling illegal goods. "'It's hot and dark in the belly of the Falcon, "'but you keep as still as possible "'when the Imperial troops board the ship. "'Believing the ship to be abandoned, "'the troops leave, "'and you all climb out of the hidden compartments. "'That was easy,' you say. "'We fooled them!' ''Great,'' Han says sarcastically. ''Now what? Even if I could take off again, we'd never get past that tractor beam.'' ''Leave that to me,'' Ben says. Just then, a scanning crew comes up the ramp of the Falcon to do a more thorough search of the ship. Han and Chewie knock them out and then call down into the landing bay for the stormtroopers. When the troopers come up, you blast them and take their armor. Dressed as troopers, you, Han, and Luke make your way to the landing bay's command center, blasting through the small crew a moment later ben Chewie, 3po and r2 join you enter the command center on page 36 with all that blasting it's a wonder the whole station doesn't know we're here <laughs>
2: when are we gonna get to the fireworks factory <laughs>
0: <laughs> bring them on han snarls I'd prefer straight fights all the sneaking around. Yeah, that's a good idea, you say sarcastically. A few hundred thousand Imperial soldiers against five blasters and two droids. Watch it, kid, Han snaps at you. R2 beeps and whistles, drawing your attention. Excuse me, Master Luke, 3PO says. But R2 has accessed the main computer and he's found the control to the tractor beam. Great, Luke cries. Let's go. No, Luke, Ben says. I must do this alone. You must see the droids delivered safely to the Rebellion, or other systems will suffer the same fate as Alderaan. Your destiny lies along a different path than mine. The Force will be with you, always. Take your leave on page 102. Ben Leaves. Han shakes his head. Where did you two dig up that old fossil? He asks, laughing. Ben is a great man, Luke snaps. Yeah, great at getting us into trouble, Han replies. Well, I didn't hear you coming up with any ideas, Captain, you say angrily, joining Luke to defend Ben. Hey, Han shrugs. Anything would be better than hanging around here waiting for stormtroopers to pick us up. R2 begins beeping excitedly again, his high-pitched whistles hurting your ears. Master Luke, C-3PO says excitedly. R2 says he's found her. This is extraordinary. She's here on the space station, sir. Detention block AA-23. What is this droid talking about? Go to page 110. Who's here, you ask? Princess Leia, 3PO replies. She's on the prison level and I'm afraid she's scheduled to be terminated. Terminated? Luke gasps. We've got to help her. We've got to figure out a way to get to her. I'm not going anywhere, Han comments. Look, Han, Luke says. A few minutes ago, you complained about just sitting around. They're going to kill her. Better her than me. Han says. Chewie growls in agreement. Han has a point. It's not much better than a suicide mission to try to rescue Princess Leia, but you know she plays a valuable role in the rebellion. The idea of leaving her to die is not very heroic. You're uncertain what to do. Okay, guys. <laughs> Finally, we have a choice. If you think that it's too risky to rescue Leia, turn to page 59. If you think that you should rescue Leia, turn to page 19. Fucker. Fucker? Leave her? <laughs> That's what I
2: say. Fucker. <laughs>
0: Harold oh, I think you- Harold's asleep Oh shit did we
2: lose Harold I think we lost Harold <laughs>
1: Well, Harold, sh- wake up Well shit What
2: <laughs> How long you-, you been out Did bud? you fall asleep
1: Uh yeah I was out for a second there <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well we know what's going on in The ending <laughs>
0: <laughs> We have a choice to make it last Oh okay okay What's the choice? Well, if you think it's too risky to rescue Leia, turn to page fifty-nine. If you think that you should rescue Leia, turn to page nineteen.
2: And I said they're in the command
0: center. Yeah, Josh says leave her to rot. I want to leave her rot too because just to just to deviate from the plot, huh? Yes. (laughs) See what happens. My (laughs) problem. Better her than me. All right, it's too risky to rescue Leia. Page fifty-nine. Listen, Luke you say. Ben told us to wait here. I mean, he used to be a Jedi Knight, right? He knows what he's doing, and I think we should wait until he comes back to decide what to do next. But they're going to kill her, Luke argues. We can't just leave her there. Okay, Han says. Listen up, even if you're right, and we have a reason to go running off on some suicide mission to rescue a girl I've never even seen, Han points at you. Your friend here is right. The old man is running this show, at least for the moment. We should wait for him to come back. If you can't turn the tractor beam off, nobody is leaving here anyway. Luke glares at you, defeated. He must have expected you to help convince Han, you realize. But you're not eager to get yourself killed. Sorry, you say, and shrug. Go to page 111. Then you turn to 3PO. The golden humanoid droid is standing in a corner by the computer console with R2. 3PO, you say. Ask R2 to monitor all transmissions for any mention of Ben, the Falcon, or the tractor beams. R2's dome head spins around so that the eye like lens on his dome faces you. The droid beeps and whistles loudly. R2, 3PO chides the droid. Don't be rude. I'm sorry, you say. I don't speak astromech. Of course not. C-3PO says. R2 was just reminding you, and none too politely, that just because you don't understand his language, that does not mean that he has trouble understanding yours. He would prefer it if he did not speak of him as if he were not here. Oh, you say embarrassed. Tell him... There I go again. Sorry, R2. R2 chirps pleasantly and goes back to monitoring the computer. Droids. Can't live with him, can't live without him. Turn to page 99. A short time later, as you sit in the landing bay's silent command center... Luke cries out in pain. Luke! You shout. Kid, what is it? Han asks. Chewbacca roars, and the droids approach. When Luke looks up, his face is stricken with sorrow. It's Ben, he says. He's dead, killed by Darth Vader. I felt him. He spoke to me. The tractor beam is off. We have got to get out of here now. I didn't feel anything, you say, somehow disappointed that your small measure of talent with the Force could not detect Ben's message. If the old man's dead, we've really got to go, Han says, moving toward the door. But what about the princess, you ask? We're going to get her out first, Luke says bravely. Han, you and Chewie can go get the Falcon prepped if you want. I'm not leaving here without Princess Leia. Just then, alarms squeal loudly throughout the space station. You cover your ears and wince in pain at the noise. Will the noise ever stop? turn to page 27. Buster Luke! C-3PO cries. They found us, sir! Chewbacca roars, and Han agrees. Let's move it, folks! No time for rescuing anybody but ourselves! But Leia... Luke starts to protest. You stop him, grabbing his wrist. Luke, you say. If they notice the tractor beam is off, we'll never get out of here, and Ben will have died for nothing. He left you here so that you could get R2 to the rebellion in case he didn't make it. Don't let him down now! You can hear the clattering of armored stormtroopers approaching, and Luke gives in. Stormtroopers burst into the landing bay as R2 and 3PO are slowly moving up the ramp you and luke stay below and return fire while Chewie and han get the ship's engines fired we're ready to go han shouts from the ship the ramp begins to close there he is luke cries you see that darth vader has entered the landing bay with a platoon of stormtroopers hurry to page 42 do we still have you or are you both asleep now
1: i'm still here no i'm here i'm okay. still here
0: <laughs> luke leaps from the closing ramp and bla- starts blasting away at vader Vader's lightsaber erupts in pure energy, and he easily deflects the blaster bolts. Han! You cry. Hold on! Luke's gone crazy! You leap down after Luke as the ramp stops halfway up. Luke, come on! You cry. You're gonna get us all killed! You go! He shouts. Vader killed my father and now he's killed Ben! I can't let him live! You grab Luke by the shoulders and spin him to face you. You'll have another chance, Luke! You say. I promise. But now we've got to go! The Rebellion comes first! Luke hesitates, then nods. He fires off another round at Vader, and then turns to see Chewbacca on the ramp, reaching down to lift you both up into the Falcon. Jump aboard and get to page 45. Even as Vader's stormtroopers fire on the ship, the ramp closes and the Millennium Falcon rockets out of the space station landing bay, free of the tractor beam. Unfortunately, though you have the plans for the space station hidden inside R2, only Leia knows the location of the secret rebel base. For weeks, Han uses all his contacts to try to get in touch with the rebellion. When, finally, the curtain of secrecy is drawn aside, it is too late. The Death Star, the battle station upon which Ben was killed, has already discovered and destroyed the hidden rebel base. It isn't total victory for either side. You have the plans for the Death Star, and a tyrant like the Emperor always breeds rebellion. Surely, you and your friends can raise rebel forces of your own, but that will take time. The fight against the Empire will rage on with no clear victory for many years. The end.
2: He turned against the Empire very quickly for not really really any reason. I find that strange.
0: Ugh. So that was kind of awful. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That <laughs> no, was, it really was.
2: That was not a fun romp. That was a, you're forced to do this. Because uh, that's how the movie goes. We tried to make
1: contrarian choices, too.
2: Yeah. We intentionally (laughs) tried to go the other way from what the movie said, and it didn't really do much.
1: What I think is funny is this guy wrote it out to have, like, all these different flipping from this page to that page, and it was really unnecessary. (laughs) He could have... (laughs)
0: <laughs> right? She just could have done three or four pages and then made a choice. I don't know. Have you guys watched the first episode of What If? yet? I have. I'm not. You have not? Okay. I mean, basically, this felt like a, a What If? scenario. Like, what if Luke Skywalker had a best friend influencing his decisions?
1: <laughs> right. But I mean, even with the What If? scenario, it's still... I mean... <laughs> The ending came because we didn't go save Princess Leia. So now we're just like running around looking for the rebel base. And it didn't exactly mean we lost or the rebels lost, but it mm-hmm.
0: didn't mean they won either. Right. And I feel like that would be kind of an interesting timeline to explore, but it's just kind of told in half a page. and <laughs> Right. <clears throat> well, you done fucked up. You didn't go along with the movie. So,
2: yeah, I'm I, I'm not pleased with. How they make it a choose-your-own-adventure when you don't actually choose your own adventure. You choose the adventure choose the that's adventure. Already, <laughs> already laid out.
0: Yeah. yeah. With choices really far away from one another. Oh,
1: yeah. That mm-hmm. was that was rough. That was a yeah. slog.
0: Yep. Yeah. Choose-your-own-adventure
1: books must be standalone stories from here on out. <laughs> yep. Nothing based on an
0: existing plot. Correct.
1: Hey, it it worked out for me because I fell asleep for a minute there
0: and- <laughs> I'm, like, super tired right now, so... So it's going to be a, an easy time getting to bed for you. Yep, should be. Man, I feel kind of cheated.
1: Hey, I warned you. I warned you. You told me that this Star Wars one was like this, and I said, I don't know, dude. Do you think we should do one where we have to make certain choices? And you were like, oh, I think it'll be cool. <laughs> fine. It's fine. We have to remember that Andy's barometer for cool is not tuned properly. Yeah, I'm like super lame, guys. I mean, it's all right. People will enjoy hearing about a new hope, I think. Those were the best voices we've had thus far as far as professional. Right, but they were already predetermined voices again. Again, those were yeah. Yeah, those were lesser. predetermined. Oh. Yeah. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Maybe Josh and I should do the talk episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. But do do I still get to edit it? <laughs> you can. We will let you edit it. Yay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Trust me, I wish I knew how to edit with Audacity so I could help out with that, but. It's really hard with Audacity.
1: <laughs> it's not exactly yeah. created to easily edit anything.
0: Yeah, no, and I think I've hit a pretty good stride as far as getting uh, getting a good audio quality out of the three of us and combining them together.
1: Right. Well, and this one here, you
0: know, I mean it's mostly you talking, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the world needs is more me. More me talking.
1: Well, we can talk
0: about in our
1: uh episode coming up, guys, we're going to be able to talk about A Wrinkle in
0: Time, mm-hmm. the movie, oh, and God. we're going to be able to talk about Ender's Game, the movie. Right. <laughs> and I think we should watch my Harriest Adventure episode of the Goosebumps series.
2: Yeah, I need to rewatch it because it was a long time ago that I watched that.
0: So, yeah, next week we're going to be... Uh back with uh our third reiterated reiterated episode. And uh yeah, we're gonna be wrapping up this chapter and our first season. So after that, we're gonna we're gonna take the month of September off and come back in October.
2: For a spectacular
1: month. Yep. It is. And you're gonna want to listen to the reiterated because we are gonna chastise
0: Andy relentlessly mm-hmm. for making <laughs> this book. <laughs> I'm going to deserve it. <laughs> And I have three whole fucking chapters before I get to redeem myself with a real choose-your-own-adventure.
1: Yeah, that's your (sighs) choice. You Mm -hmm. made that choice. (sighs) I
0: made this choice. I have chosen poorly. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars, let me down. Christopher Golden, go suck a lemon. I don't know. I'm depressed now. Give a shit, read some lit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Have a better night, everyone, after having to listen to this. (laughs)
2: Sleep well, sleep well.